Welcome to the Jill on Money Call of the Week. We are presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Is there something going on in your financial life that's bugging you? Maybe keeping you up at night? Maybe distracting you from your job? Well, we'd love to help you out. All you have to do is send an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. That way we'll get a little background. Mark will arrange it. We'll get you on the air. And that is exactly what Natasha did. Natasha is on the line and is calling from Dallas. Hello, Natasha. How can we help you out today? Hi. Um, first of all, love the podcast. I have been binging it for the last couple of weeks since I discovered it. And I'm really just glad to be talking to you because I need some help. Well, thank you. Um, That's a nice intro. I'll take it. <laughs> I am pretty early in my career. I am 27 years old. I've been working for five years. And um, I, you know, through your podcast, I've heard of the FIRE movement. It's really been got me thinking about what I want to do with my career. And I'm wondering if I'm saving in the right way to have potential uh, flexibility down the road. Right now, I'm, you know, at a high-paying job, and I think I might want to go into something like teaching, um, maybe in my 40s, if, if I can afford to. So... I'm wondering how to make that happen for me. Great. Okay. So, Natasha, first, starting with you're 27 years old. How much do you earn right now? I make $100,000, um, but I will make 115 at the end of two years. I'm through a program at work where I get constant raises every six months. So, um, I should make around 115 in the near future. Any debt that you graduated from college with that's something that you've assumed since then even? No. No, no debt. debt. I love that. Okay. How <laughs> about uh, rent? Do you rent or own or is that something that you think about? Would you rather put yourself in a position to own something? What's going on on your living arrangements? Yeah. So right now I'm living at home, so I don't have any rent or living expenses, uh, which is pretty sweet. But in a year, I'm going to be renting, um, and I think that'll be pretty pricey because I'd like to just live by myself yeah, and I not know. have a roommate. Yeah. I know. You know when people say, like, what is it that you want to spend money on? I would say, even if it were a teeny tiny hovel, if it's just mine, I'm with you. Yes, I know. <sighs> I don't want to deal with roommates. I've done I that. I know, really. And, and you know, it's great that you, you're living home. It's funny because... I think that, you know, you're making a ton of money. You're probably socking a lot of money away. But when mm -hmm. you do rent, what do you think you're going to have to spend to get something of your own that you want? You don't want to live in, you know, as some of the fire movement people, they live in these horrible places. But it doesn't sound like that's something you're necessarily wanting to do. So what type of rent range are we looking at? I'm thinking something around, uh, this is going to sound bad, but something around $2,000, including utilities, bills, all of those things that come with the rent. Okay. Um, yeah. That doesn't sound bad. I'm from New York. You can't scare me. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, right now at work, do you have a retirement plan? I do. So um, I've been working for the last five years. I've socked away in my 401k, which includes employer matching, um, $100,000. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's fantastic. <laughs> and how about outside of retirement? Any savings? Um, yeah, so I have a, um, I have a brokerage account, just an investment account that I am taxed on. Mm -hmm. I've got 90000 in there. Um, and then I should also mention I have a Roth IRA that's personal and not through work that has 25000 
You're rocking it, Natasha. I'm telling you right now, you're doing great. Uh, Where are the Roth and the uh, non-retirement brokerage accounts held? So the Roth is held at Fidelity, Mm -hmm. um, and then the non-retirement investment is at Trade or sorry, TD Ameritrade. Oh, TDA. Yep, TDA. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Okay, so both are fine. Do you prefer one platform to the other? In general or not? I do. I actually do prefer Fidelity because everything else is in there. My 401k is in there, my HSA. So maybe I should roll my TDA account to Fidelity. Probably. Yeah. Just to make it easy. Look, it doesn't matter really. So if you're listening and you love TD Ameritrade, if you said to me, I love TD Ameritrade, I just said whatever platform you like, sometimes it's easier to manage from one interface. I find it if whatever's easier and works for you, then do it. And the only thing is that you just have to ensure that what you're holding in that brokerage account can also be held in a Fidelity brokerage account. My guess is yes, but just in case there's some something that can't be, you just want to make sure you understand that before you make the transition. Okay. Right. Okay. Are you putting in the $19,000 a year in the maximum into your 401k right now? I'm not. I'm hitting about 15000 a year, and that's including the um, Match. employer matching. Okay. All right. That's fine because you're also doing – are you doing the Roth every year? I am. Yeah. I'm, max, I'm maxing that out. So you're doing a great job. And then how much is going into this non-qualified brokerage account, you know, either annually or monthly or does it happen sporadically? I don't know how you, you fund it. Yeah, it's pretty sporadic. If I get a bonus at work, I'll usually throw it in there. Or if I just have extra money in my savings, um, it tends to be between a thousand and two thousand a month, though. Okay, so that money that could be the money that starts to go away once you have to rent. What I would suggest is this: I think you're doing a great job. Before you finish the year out and before you start renting, I'd love for you to just have a nice emergency reserve fund. Do you usually hold that reserve fund in the brokerage account or in a bank or somewhere else? Yeah, I have that through a bank. And so I have um, six months of living expenses in there. Great. So you maybe just want to put a little bit more in there before you start renting, just in case you have to pay a couple of months up front in rent or, you know, right, right, one month in a security deposit. There will clearly be some moving costs. You'll buy a few things, not a lot. You'll make it cheap. You'll go to Ikea. You and your friends Mm -hmm. will make yourselves crazy. You'll have a glass of wine. You put the furniture together. It'll never fit. It will never be the right (laughs) thing. It's okay. Um, But I would, this is what I would do. I think you're doing a fantastic job. And I think you are well on your way to cranking and actually being in a position to do something different in 15 years from now. Of course, your life could change a million times, right? You might fall in love and be like, oh, we're moving to Bora Bora. Okay, fine. But (laughs) for now, I would keep doing exactly what you're doing, which is I like the 15 grand in the 401k, the six grand in the Roth IRA. And then you can let the brokerage account just sort of keep clicking along. Once you start renting, you'll get a better sense of your cash flow and maybe your salary will rise and maybe you'll be able to put more money in that non-qualified brokerage. But we have to get through that first hurdle, which is you're going to rent, your cash flow is going to change a little bit, and then you can reassess and say, okay, is there actually any other money that I can put into this brokerage account? Should I be doing something different? I like you building up that non-retirement brokerage account because you might need to tap into that. Mm-hmm. If you really wanted to do something different down the line, because you won't be 59 and a half, you're going to be doing something well before that time. So I think you're doing a fantastic job. You are, um, I'm going to call you fire light. You're <laughs> like, because you, if you were a real fire adherent, you'd, you'd say, I'm going to live at home forever. 
until I save, right. you know, a half a million dollars or a million dollars. That wouldn't be my choice. I'm sure there are some people out there who would love to do that, but I think you are on track and I think that you can keep reassessing and give us a holler back. Just be sure that as you go forward that, you know, you keep checking in with yourself. Is this really the best thing? Do I have the right allocation? All those questions that you can ask yourself, but you sound to me to be in fantastic shape. Great. Thank you so much. I needed that confirmation that I was doing the right thing. You are. I did receive that. Thank you. Yeah, great. Good luck. Let us know if there's anything else you need help with. We're right here for you, okay? Thanks so much. All right, take care, Natasha. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Okay, that's the call of the week. If you have a financial question, just give us a holler. Send an email to askjill at jillonmoney.com or go to the website, jillonmoney.com. You can click the Contact Us button right there. Oh, by the way, while you're there, sign up for our free newsletter. It's free. Why not? We drop new episodes of Jill on Money every Tuesday and Thursday, and you can download the show anywhere that you get your podcasts. Apple, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, wherever. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We're distributed by Cadence 13, and our show is presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. See you next week.